Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out. (laughs) On this podcast, we're going to talk about the dog days of summer. Uh, At the time of this recording, uh, it is summertime and it's hot. Now, it doesn't necessarily matter where you are, uh, wherever you are, and you're listening to this podcast. You know, unless you're in Antarctica, it's probably hot where you are. But again, that's the summertime. That's what it's supposed to be, right? But uh, the dog days of summer are upon us. I heard that on the TV uh, this evening on the news and um, just the saying, the dog days of summer. So that's a saying that I've heard all my life. And it got me to thinking about a particular instance where, you know, just the heat and everything of the summer just was just unbearable. And I did something crazy that um, you might find funny. Um, Nonetheless, uh, we had uh, we've had here in the city of Atlanta, I think today was 97. Um, tomorrow is supposed to be like 99. And I think by the end of the week, it's supposed to get up to 100. Uh, the heat index makes it feel like it's like 103. And, uh, you know, it, it it's the summertime and it's Atlanta, so it's going to be hot. And I think one of the things that really uh, bothers people, not so much as the heat, but it's the humidity. Like, I mean, even at night, if you go outside, like it's like <laughs> it's like 85 degrees at night. It's just humid. And, you know, for people who have problems breathing, uh, I wouldn't dare ask you to be outside for any extended period of time. Um, nonetheless, the podcast isn't about weather. Uh, so when I heard them say that on the news earlier this evening, the dog days of summer, it got me to thinking about a particular memory. Um as some of you know, or may not know, uh, I played college football. Um, I played college football at South Carolina State University. Uh, shout out to King Germ uh, from the Frocast podcast. No, Germ is not an alum, but he loves it when I shout out my alma mater. <laughs> what up, Germ? <laughs> Nonetheless, um, so... I played football four years there or five years at South Carolina State University. And um, I've often told people, like, I think you have to be crazy to play football. Right. Like you, (laughs) you really got to have some screws loose to play football. I mean, who else would put themselves through that punishment running into each other in extreme weather of either heat or in the cold Um, And just doing it for the love of the game. Uh, But nonetheless, part of my experience is, you know, just playing football. And obviously, when you play football, you have to get ready and conditioning yourself. Um, So one thing I learned very quickly when I got to college, you know, the conditioning that you need needed to have to play high school football and then the conditioning that you needed to have to play college football are on two different levels right so I remember my freshman year or going into my freshman year before I arrived on the campus of South Carolina State University and um, 
you know, I would get up and, you know, train. I'd run and stuff in the morning and I'd run a little bit in the afternoon. You know, not really, you know, run around the track a little bit and, you know, run around the neighborhood, but nothing strenuous. And then when I got to South Carolina State University, I realized that they had this test. It wasn't a written test. The test was called, simply put, the mile. And what it was was that you had to run a mile in a timed in a in a set amount of time, basically. Uh, and it depended on your position. For people like see, I played wide receiver, so for people like me, we had to run a mile in five minutes and forty-five seconds. Um for the bigger guys, I think they had to run it in seven minutes and 15 seconds. Um, I'll be the first to admit, like, I'm not a distance runner at all. Right. So uh, I wasn't really sure how to prepare myself. I mean, I ran, you know, a bunch of, you know, hundreds and four hundreds and, you know, things around the track. But, you know, trying to prepare yourself for the mile you know, it's not necessarily it's not an easy task on top of you, you know, working on your routes and catching up football and stuff like that. And simply put, to train yourself for football, you have to be in the heat. I mean, there's no way around it. Right. So I remember my freshman year uh, going to South Carolina State and having to run the mile and I'd never run a timed mile before. And so I ran it and. <laughs> The thing that they didn't tell you as a freshman was that, like, if you don't make the mile, if you don't make your allotted time, you got to run that shit again. <laughs> so, so just imagine running a mile as fast as you could, you know, and not making your time and having to run it again the next day before either before practice or after practice. Right. So I had to run it like three times my freshman year, which was BS because really as a freshman, they should have cut me some slack, but they didn't. But, and it wasn't because I wasn't in shape. I just didn't, I, I'm, I'm, I'll be honest. I just did not know how to run a distance. I'm a sprinter, or at least I was, <laughs> I ain't running shit now, but I, I was a sprinter, right? So, you know, hundred yard dash, no problem. 40 yard dash, no problem. Uh, you get me running a mile. That's a problem because I don't I mean, most people, when they run, they run and they pace themselves. So anyway, so my freshman year, I get that out the way and I finally, you know, after three tries, I'll finally make it right. So coming into my sophomore year, which is actually my wreck because I didn't play my freshman year. So it was my red shirt freshman year, my second year at the university. Um. Summer's going, you know, I, I went home for the summer and worked out, worked out crazy, worked out, you know, caught a lot of passes, got my conditioning up and everything. And I mean, keep in mind, at the time, I probably weighed about 160 pounds with Timberlands on. Like I, was, <laughs> I wasn't like a heavy guy or anything like that. So, um. So it wasn't like I had a lot of weight to carry, first and foremost. But the thing is, it doesn't matter how big you are. Having to run in the heat and it's timed isn't easy at all. Most of you who are listening, 
you probably work out. You probably do a walk or something like that. Or you go to the gym and you run on the treadmill. But just imagine somebody saying, okay, you got to run a mile and you have to run it in a specific amount of time. And if you don't make that time, you're going to have to run that again. You might go crazy. And for me, I think looking back on it now, and I've never been like, you know, anxious or anything like that. The the anxiety started to build up. Right. So the closer and closer we were getting to coming to camp, I'm like getting really nervous about, you know, whether or not I can make my mouth. Now, keep in mind, all summer long, I've been training. I've been running 400s. And what I mean by 400, a 400 is a lap around the track. So I would run my 400s. Um, and I would run four because four would be a mile. Um, but I never ran them consecutive. I would always just run one, then I run two, then I ran, you know, I'd take a break or what have you. I probably should have run <laughs> a complete mile, but I never did um, during my training. So, you know, you come back to camp, you get there. And one of the great things about football camp is that, you know, if you don't go to summer school and you don't see your teammates, uh, for the most part, you haven't seen your teammates in a few months. So it's the whole idea of seeing the guys again and the camaraderie of the locker room and seeing your teammates, guys, you, you know, you, you, you're about to go to war with, so to speak. And um, what was always interesting was, you know, you would see a guy sometimes and you can you, you know, athletes, we know, you know, when you look at it, when, when one athlete looks at another athlete, you can look at his body and tell if he's in shape. Like there would be some teammates. I would see I'm like, oh, <laughs> he ain't been working out this summer. <laughs> Too many Twinkies, you know, that type of thing. So we would kind of tease each other and judge each other and say, hey, OK, you're not going to make your mind. You look like you've been you look like you had not been working out all summer. So it was our way of kind of keeping ourselves uh, accountable. Um, so. Here we are. We we get to camp and I think like the, you get to camp and you check in and the whole nine and start talking and we go through just a little paperwork stage. And then I think the first day of camp, we have to have physical. So you go phys- get a physical, whatever the case may be. And after you get the physical, the next day you run the mile. Well, they told us for guys at my position. So that would be the wide receivers. Wide receivers, quarterbacks, defensive backs, and running backs. Instead of five minutes and 45 seconds, you got six minutes. Six minutes, six minutes, six minutes, Dougie Fresher on. <laughs> so that's a little bit of relief. That's 15 more seconds, but you got six minutes to run a mile, right? So... I don't know what was going on. I was just so anxious. I was just like, oh, my God, I got to make this mile. And it wasn't like, again, for you listening, I don't want you to think I wasn't in shape because I was in shape. I was in great shape. I'd never been. And trust me, I've never been in that. and probably never be in that great of shape again in my life because my scholarship depended on it. Um, Nonetheless. So I'm just having these many anxiety rushes like. Oh, my God, I got it. And like, I literally couldn't sleep the night before just thinking about running that mile. And so 
here's one of the things that about football that makes absolutely no sense. I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. So <laughs> one would think that, okay, well, hey, you got these guys running. They're going to run this mile and it's hot. And it's in the city of Orangeburg, South Carolina, which geographically, at least back then, it felt like it was right next to the equator. Right. So <laughs> Orangeburg isn't close to the equator, but it really felt like that. Like it was one of it's probably the hottest place that I've ever been in my life. And so we're thinking, OK, well, hey, we're probably going to run before practice. Oh, no. This particular year, the time changes. So they inform us that we're going to run at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Now, for those of you who have never been to Orangeburg, South Carolina, that is the hottest point of the day. And so if you have a 95 degree day, it's probably 95 degrees at 3 p.m. And so like we were like, well, why are we running at three o'clock? And the coaches, you know, their explanation was, hey, there's no need for us to run in the morning or in the evenings because we don't play our games in the mornings or the evenings. We have to be ready for game time weather. I thought it was bullshit, but <laughs> but uh, but that's what we had to do. So I was like, OK, well, I mean, that, to me, that just added to the anxiety. Right. So six minutes. I got six minutes. Um, so I'm thinking the whole time, six minutes. And then so some of my teammates are coming to me like. Yo, man, what you going to do? Are you going are you going to jump out in the front? Are you going to lay in the back? How, how are you going to run it? And so as, as we're having these conversations, I'm getting even more anxious. And again, I've never suffered from any type of anxiety. I'm pretty level, pretty calm about most things. So um, this was really getting to me. So the night before I couldn't sleep. So I was like, I got to make my mile. I got to make the mile. And so the next day comes and we go out there. And I mean, it didn't help that it was 100 degrees that day. I mean, like you literally could see the heat rising up off the track. <laughs> and here we are in T-shirts and shorts and sneakers about to run six minutes. And this would be unequivocally the longest six minutes of my life. So we're all standing there, standing at the at the starting line. Coach blows the whistle and we're off. And for some reason, it just felt like I was floating. Like I, I just, I don't know what, what was going through my body. I was just running and I was running hard and I was just, I was feeling good and I was breathing through my nose, which you can't breathe through your mouth. Breathing through my nose and I'm just pumping. I'm just pumping my arms and just running. And I complete my first lap and the coach is calling out the time. And I hear him say, 58, 59. And I'm like, oh, shit. I'm really flying. <laughs> so I am. I am. Like, I don't know if I might have been on an Olympic pace. I don't know. I but really, that's really too fast to be running a timed mile in 100 degree weather for someone who does not run track. Right. So I'm running and I'm running and I'm running. 
And then by the time I get to the second lap, as I cross the, the, the line for the second lap, completing the second lap, I look behind me and there's nobody around. Like I'm literally leading the pack. And then I start hearing something. I hear my heart beating. I hear my heart beating and it is getting louder and louder. And so I'm still in the lead. (laughs) I'm still in the lead. And when I turn the corner, just imagine somebody running around a track. As I turned the corner, I looked over my left shoulder. Everybody was like 50 meters behind me. So it looks like I am like on this Olympic pace, like I'm about to be Roger Maris out here. Um, I think that was his name. I don't know. (laughs) So I get to the third lap. I'm sorry. Yeah, I get to the third lap. And as, as I cross the line for the third lap. You ever heard the saying a monkey jumps on your back? I mean, for you non-athletes, you may not have ever heard that term before, but there's a saying that a monkey can jump on your back. Well, this monkey jumped on my back. And not only did the monkey jump on my back, but the monkey had a piano and he had a drum set and he had a guitar and he had some microphones and he had uh, some weights. What I'm saying is I started slowing down (laughs) because... I couldn't keep up at the pace. But then I'm also as I'm slowing down, I'm also realizing that I might not make this time like I've struck out and dusted the field of my teammates. And again, we're not in a competition to see who comes in first. You just have to make your time. You have to come in between. You have to come in before six minutes. So between 5:45 and 6 minutes. I mean, that's perfect, but as long as you cross that finish line before 6 minutes. And so I just remember like everything just started slowing down and I started seeing the heat rising and I started seeing things like I saw a little baby on the side of the track. <laughs> I saw a little baby on the side of the track. I saw a kangaroo on the side of the track. I mean, like I started seeing all kind of shit. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm hallucinating out here. And again, I'm in shape. It's not like I'm it's not like I'm running this race and I'm out of shape. Right. And then it happened. One of my teammates passed me. And then two more teammates passed me. And then four more teammates passed me. And then I'm like, oh, shit. And then one of my teammates who I know for a fact didn't run a lick all summer and smoke cigarettes and smoke weed all summer, he passed me. That's when I began to panic. I'm like, okay, I got to kick it in gear. But here's the thing. There's no gear for me to kick it to. I'm out of gas. So I'm coming around that third lap, that third, excuse me, that fourth and final lap. And my coach, he calls out the time and I'm, I'm still on pace to make it. But I just know I there's nothing, you know, like there's nothing there. Like I'm just I'm literally just running on fumes trying to make it. So. I'm coming down the back 
200. Yeah, I got 200 meters left. So I'm coming, I'm running, I'm running. And I, by this time, I am pumping my legs, pumping my arms. My head is thrown back and it's like I'm there. <laughs> I'm barely making it. I'm still going. But this I mean, my heart felt like it was about to jump out of my chest and run alongside with me. And so all I hear was hearts just pounding and I'm running and I'm running. I'm hearing people cheer me on. Go, Kyle, go, Kyle. Come on, come on. You can do it. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) I don't think I could do it. And so I just remember the last hundred meters. I just kind of blanked out. Like it was just, I felt like I was about to pass out, but I got some type of you know, burst, I guess, in my, in my, uh, in my legs, I guess it might've been the afterburners. And I just remember everybody, I remember a couple of people were standing at the finish line, cheering me on, telling me, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. And I hear my coach and he's like, 55, 56. <laughs> and I'm not close to the finish line. 56, 57, 58, 59. Time. <laughs> And as he says time, I just crossed the finish line. And as I crossed the finish line, I slowed down and I think I took a knee. I might have took two knees. Hell, I might have laid down. I can't remember. I mean, like everything went. The sky turned purple. I don't know why, but the (laughs) sky purple i was clearly like hallucinating out there and i remember somebody giving me some water and one of the trainers gave me some water and said are you okay are you okay and then i saw the kangaroo again on the track and i drank the water and the kangaroo disappeared and i looked up and i was like i made it (laughs) i made it and i was so happy that i made my time and I mean, I barely made it again. I came across right at six minutes, but I, bar- I barely made it, but I made it. And so once you make your mile, you know, at least for me, the anxiety was off because it wasn't like I didn't know the playbook and didn't like I, I didn't know my plays or anything like that. I knew everything that I needed to know football wise. I just couldn't get over that hurdle of making the mile or at least in my mind. I think the hurdle probably was more mental than anything else. But um, yeah, I made it. And so naturally, when you make it, it's your turn to go sit on the side and watch everybody else run. And for those who don't make it, <laughs> oh, you got all the jokes. <laughs> uh, I had some teammates uh, whose names shall remain nameless. I don't want to call them out. Uh, that didn't make it. And it was funny as hell. I remember one teammate, when he he crossed the finish line and like the the track was surrounded by grass on the the inside of the track was surrounded by grass. He ran off the track and into the grass (laughs) and fell down on his face, face first. And he didn't make his mile. Um, I've seen guys dive at the finish line only not to, (laughs) Only not to make it. And they just dove anyway, just to scrape up themselves. Uh, I've heard 
you know, stories about guys falling face first in the in on the track. Um, so yeah, it, it's always funny. And, and what's interesting is like when I see my teammates now, um, we always laugh about that. And and you know, they call me the rabbit because you know that's what the that's what the track term is for a person who sets the pace of a distance race, a rabbit. Uh, while I did not set out to be the rabbit, that's just how I run. I those first two laps, I'm going hard, and the last two, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to hold on. Um, but yeah, so when I when I hear the term "dog days of summer," uh, that is what came to mind. Um, and again, it's a funny story. I just had to share it with y'all. It's just it. it just even and what's weird is like having played football all my life when this time of the year comes around my body feels a certain kind of way and so like I know like because I'm used to training this time of year so I feel like I should be training so even now I'm back in the gym and I'm working out I still feel like I should be training for camp um even though I'm 20 years removed from football um but and I'm not on scholarship, so I, <laughs> so I don't have to go run six miles in the heat. Uh, could you get me to run a mile today uh, on a track in 100 degree, 100 degree weather? Hell no. Um, I don't even but I would rather run on a track than run on a treadmill. Running on a treadmill is boring to me. Um, but I'm just glad that I made it. And it was the longest six minutes of my life. (laughs) Thanks for checking out the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. 5,000.